Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Jay Onright is a father. Created a child! I was in the f- jungle, man. I was in there. <laughs> you take one leg, I'll take the other. God, the genius of that. And then I got to cut the cord. I found the scissors weren't very sharp. These kids have problems, folks. What'd you do with the placenta? Delicious. And then I pitched it to work. Back-to-back game sevens, I should go to both. Take a GoPro with me. You pitched a GoPro <laughs> story. Yeah. Never seen one of these, never touched it. I went to game seven at MSG, went to game seven back here in Anaheim, flew out to a buddy's wedding in Toronto. And so how did the story turn out? The GoPro didn't even have a viewfinder. It's the summer of Dan. Not a single person (laughs) in the building could figure out how to get video off a Blackberry Passport. The white mamba himself. Like I would go in the game and be like, I gotta get a bucket for these people, (laughs) man. Rapid fire. (laughs) Did you ever have problems on the road with beds being too short? You ever regret being so tall. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. (laughs) You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Uh, Dance. Dance. It's the Jay and Dan podcast (laughs) in our old room with the sound working. I think it's okay. I think the sound is it's episode 71, No Engineer Jim. The reason being, we've got uh, the World Cup on right now. Yeah. We've got the U.S. Open about to start. Yeah. And he is our star engineer, so he is uh, he's busy doing actual work. Doing actual work he's being paid for instead of f***ing <laughs> around with us. What did you expect? I wish he was here, but I have to say he has assured us that he personally inspected this room. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, for a full day. Yeah. What? To like make eight sure. Hours, yeah. Oh wow! I came I in here. He guy. was sweating. All the lights off. I don't yeah. know what he was doing in here. We want sure. you to enjoy the show. I wanted to make sure that the audio was good, and so I, I think it's okay. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yes. Welcome to the Jay and Dan oh, podcast, Patrick. What? Welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast. Yeah, he's still here. He's still here. In so in spirit, when everything wraps up, when all our massive events that are on Fox and Fox yeah. Sports One wrap up, we got Jim back. We've got events. Yeah, we've got uh, as you mentioned. Dan. The Women's World Cup, huge ratings for Fox. Everyone yeah. watching. People are loving it. Julie Stewart-Binks is at 15 games in 10 days or something to that effect. And uh, every Canadian host city, I have to tell you, our, uh, our American uh, co-workers, they are overwhelmed with the hospitality that they're getting in Canada. They can't believe how beautiful it is. Our set, if you've seen it in Vancouver, is actually stunning. Yeah. It's right next to, to where the flame was, where we did our, uh, our Olympic stuff. It would be nice if more people showed up to the game. Yeah, the games are getting more important, so they're going to show up. Why not just give those tickets away? Hey. Why not just give those tickets to, to school kids? There's, As you pointed out yesterday, Dan, you visited our house, saw the baby. Yeah, I saw the baby for the first time. I saw the baby. Came over, saw the baby. We, we said, we, I asked your daughter, what are you doing right now? She's like, nothing. Nothing in school. Nothing going on. Because it's the dog days of uh, you know school. It's the last couple of days you're watching movies yeah. on some TV or something like that. The teacher rolls the, the TV in and yeah. she just starts smoking a f***ing carton. She just, just crushes a carton of Demoriers in the back of the classroom while the kids watch <laughs> Goonies or something. And it just kind of shows what kind of youth is living today. And so why not just have all those kids come out? Give them the tickets. I'm saying give those tickets away. Bust them into these stadiums. They fill the stadiums with children who are cheering for countries they've never heard of. But at least the seats are full. Speaking of doing nothing in the last days of school, my uh, youngest, Ruby, she's in a uh, like a preschool, whatever. I don't know. They just f*** around. <laughs> Some mom found out that they're going to watch a movie or something the last day. Sent an email, said, I don't want this. I want them to be learned. So, mom f***ed it up for everyone. So, what, everyone has to learn now in the yeah. last day? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, okay, we're learning. It's Imagine last that day. was your mom. Uh, I'd punch her right in the <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, mom, here comes a <laughs> punch. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to deliver a few of those. Um, just a public... <laughs> 
Just a public service announcement. If you bank with HSBC, withdraw all your funds this instant. It's a scam. It's a sham. It's a dirty operation. Withdraw your funds now. Dan, why are you so upset at HSBC Bank? No reason. They just laid off 50,000 people and they've been convicted of money laundering. Great organization. Ooh. Been banking with them for a while, Dan? Everything going okay? Bounce Not anymore. Checks? My last conversation was, I'll be there when your bank opens tomorrow, and I want it withdrawn all in ones. Oh, okay, hold on. You're looking no. to... you, no, you no. got to give us a story No, here. I can't. I'm just leaving it at that. Whoa, all right. Okay. Because I also used to bank with HSBC, and then I bolted very quickly when... I realized that they only had one branch left in California, and every time I went to that branch, it was abandoned. (laughs) I'm like, I better get my money out of this place. Yeah, so HSBC, nice operation you got running there. I would love to get the president of HSBC. I believe, isn't there head office for North America in Buffalo? Yes. I, I'm, I bet you. I bet you everyone who works for HSBC in like London and Hong Kong, and then they're like, "We're sending you to the states," and they're like, "Beautiful, New York City, Chicago. You're going to Buffalo. Have fun, <laughs> Buffalo. It's the Hong Kong of Western New York." See, I used to like HSBC. I thought there was a shady side. I like the money laundering angle. <laughs> Dan, he likes he likes his banks to have a little shady side. No, no more. So wow. I'm open uh, to tender. Is okay. That, uh, oh, I'm so glad I finally remembered this. Bean Town Mikey, longtime fan of the podcast, fan of ours on the TV show at TSN. Don't know how he saw it because he lives in the States. Uh, fan of Fox Sports Live. He gets upset when our show is preempted, and it often is now with all our big events on the network. Anyway, Bean Town Mikey, happy birthday, bud. We really appreciate you watching this show. Um, first poop. Listen, you asked me to tell a story about the first poop yeah, last the first, week. The, the baby's first poop. It's uh, it's a well-known, it's documented. Tell us tell us what it is, Dan. It's it's called meconium? Yes, I think Is that so. right? Oh, meconium? What's God. happening here? Oh, we have a special guest on the podcast. What? Is this a barba papa? This <laughs> looks it, like an avocado. That's an avocado. With, with a lucha no. libre mask. It's a poop. This is a, so this is baby's first the poop first right poop here. The first poop wanted to join us on the poop. podcast today. This is Wonderful. I, am I supposed to interview this poop? No. You can just tell the story. This is adorable. Well, what I was going to explain <laughs> is that... <laughs> can we just sum this? So we have a, an avocado in a Lucha Libre mask <laughs> and a pair of jeans and socks with holes in them. <laughs> and this is the Did first any poop. money come out of this supposed podcast <laughs> budget that we've never seen to pay for this? But the person in there really wanted to come back onto the podcast. Good friend of the podcast. I believe that's Ian in there. Is yeah. this Ian Martin? Sweating. Good to have you here, Ian. Ian, why don't you wear, can you wear this for the rest of the night? Can we use this on Fox Sports Live tonight? By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Fox Sports Live. You know, it's not brought to you by HSBC. Those guys are avocados. They're delicious and only grown here in, uh, in California. So anyway, what I want to say is, Dan, the, the first poop, thank you very much. Way to poop go, man. Ian. Great job, you can, poop man. You can go get out of the poop. Shoot. Great job. Get out of the poop shoot. So just to sum up, Mike said he had a surprise for us. Well, we were uh, we said we were going to tell the poop story this week, so yeah. to enhance that experience. You had a man dressed as an avocado. <laughs> it's a poop. It's a poop. You weren't supposed to pick up on that. Oh, it's a very dark Mike, green. Mike Botticello, what a I'd guy. I'd love for you to put together a stage production. And I want to. I want to go. I want to be. I'll buy the first ticket. I will buy the first ticket. Like, rank? like anything. If yeah. you okay. were in charge of like a, a like cats on London's West End, it would be all dogs. <laughs> Just all these dogs would show up and they'd sing songs about dogs. <laughs> I bet you it would be Tony nominated. Oh, what a guy. Dogs, the new cats. I love this guy. Okay. So as Mike said, he wanted me to tell the, the poop story. So the first poop was... Uh, <laughs> the first poop was... <laughs> I'm sorry. Was meconium. Meconium is the earliest... Do we have some poop music? It's Maybe. like a... Of course we do. Have you ever seen uh, like a long-cut Redman? 
Like chew. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like what it's dip. like. Yeah, it's like that's what it's, it's like. Thick, right? It's, it's it. like tar. It's like it's like t- dark toffee. It's the. Uh, do we have that music? Here we go. Meconium is the earliest stool of a mammalian infant. Unlike later feces, meconium is composed of materials ingested during the time the infant spends in the uterus. Intestinal cells, laguno, mucus, amniotic fluid, bile, and water. Unlike later feces, it's viscous and sticky like tar. Its color, usually a very dark olive green. So like an avocado, I yeah. suppose. How, how many wipes? At least 300. It was like, yeah, it was like trying to, to spackle, basically. Yeah. It was trying to get that shit off of her. You need a spatula. Yeah, to get that shit off of her. But, still, the, still but this <laughs> is the problem with it. Okay, that's gone. Now we're replacing it with the, the yellow poop, right? The, the milk poop, you know, because mama's milk's poop is like yellow. Yeah. But and it's, it, oh. I would go in. I, uh, I could take a breath because but you gag. She keeps farting in my face. I, I change yeah. her. She just, like, farts. Like, they have no control. She's got to start thinking about her who's paying the bills. I was thinking yesterday, and uh, I got some the gears from your wife. I, I wore a uh, Jay and Dan podcast shirt. It was a, a why not, eh? And she said, Dan, do you, you wear any shirts besides the podcast shirts? I said, this is a fir- perfect photo opportunity to get brand recognition with this child. Yeah. So well, I have a perfect picture right there. Well, and, and this kid is going to be an actor. Like, we're go- like the kid is an She's American gonna citizen. She's going to star in Mike's first stage production. It's called <laughs> Senior Citizens, the musical, starring <laughs> my two-week-old child. <laughs> or Mike. Thanks. Um, I have a I have a parenting question. I was thinking this this week. Yeah, my oldest daughter Sydney. Um, she brought up to me the other day. She's like, I remember when you said the S word because I don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! When like you just said it? No, I couldn't open the door. I said, What the? <laughs> sh-? And I I know every house is different. Like I have friends who swear nonstop in front of their kids. Whatever. You do? Yeah. Um. So th- there's never a- there's never any swearing. So I remember the first time my dad dropped an f bomb. My brother Vince and I. This was we were working on the farm. We were working on the farm, and he said, "Okay, get this done, uh, you stupid arses. When I come back, it better be done." He came back, and we were like, I don't know, spraying each other with gas or something. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Like goes, a match, what like the- Zoolander. You're just sitting around here, f-ing around, and whoa. we're like, whoa, whoa. Dad didn't like that. Hey, uh, we've got a dad theme for this. So I have to, I don't know, should I plan out when when I drop my first F-bomb in front of the kids? Should it be should, should it be a planned F-bomb or should it just be off the cuff? I say you do it tonight when you get home. <laughs> you, wake you, them up. Yeah, wake them up. They're just kind of like, why, why are you waking us up? And you just be like, because I want to say f- in front of you little ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll just be like, oh, daddy, why? And like, they'll be crying, like, why, daddy, why did daddy say that? Your wife will come in and she'll be like, why did you say that to them? There are children. And be like, <laughs> exactly. That's what you'll say. Summer of Dan. That's why. Okay, so tonight's the night. <laughs> Dan says f- in front of his children. No, but why? What? I mean, because you, it was like you and your brothers, you're on a farm, it makes more sense, whereas you have daughters, so it's a little more difficult. You know, like, what what circumstance would exist that you would have to say that in front yeah, of Yeah, yell them? at a car or something. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's I mean? it, road rage. <laughs> yeah. And you get road rage quite a bit. I do, I just shake my head at people. Right, but so you don't actually say, f*** this No, I say, hey, kids, kids see the... that person there? Should yeah. be in jail. Right. <laughs> You drive by an HSBC. Hey, kids, see all the people working at that bank? Should be in jail. See that bank? I withdrew $200 all in once. <laughs> I show them. Uh, I was telling you this story yesterday. Can we get my uh, my dad music? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to play a lot for your story about your dad. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Tim and Eric, the Tim and Eric. Oh. Sorry, we didn't plan. It's my fault. This we is did. not, my, a, not it's some Mike's fault this time. Here we go. <laughs> Story about my dad. Tim and Eric are our favorite comedians. They're brilliant.
<laughs> Think about your dad. <laughs> what is he like? Well, I'll tell you something about my dad. Let's bring that music down just a little bit. <laughs> Did he wake you up to say f I actually am finishing up my second book, as you know. It's called Number Two. There's a lot of stuff in that book where my dad says, like, you better stop this or I'm kicking you out of the house. So you do you remember the first time? I'm sorry to interrupt your story, which okay, I did a lot. Okay, so um, there's a story in the book, and not to give too much away, where uh, my friend's parents called the cops on me because I left a message on their answering machine saying I was going to slowly kill them via deliberate wrestling moves. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't leave my name. Oh. Now, you'd think, okay, if your parents, the wrestling moves, really? You'd be like, oh, they're threatening us. We need to call the cops. No, but they did. They genuinely thought someone was threatening them to kill them with wrestling moves. And so they found out it was me. My dad called me at a party and said, get the f*** out of town right now because we're going to the cops. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was the, the first fear time. Fear of God, into you. Yeah, yeah. And he said he's going to kick me out. I had a girl up from uh, university that weekend. He did it in front of her. That was a <laughs> nightmare. How did we get on that story? The cops, uh, the cops got called to my cousin's house. Uh, my uncle was practicing wrestling moves on his children in the front yard. Your uncle was practicing. Was that on is like that? code for molesting his children? No, he was like, they were doing like pile drivers and stuff, and people were like, what? He's abusing these kids, and the cops came out, and he was like, well, we're just wrestling. That's the thing, though, like, if you're wrestling with kids, sometimes it can get to be too much. And <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, very quickly, I told you this yesterday, U.S. Open, we got the U.S. Open on Fox this week, it's incredible, Chambers Bay, uh, Tacoma, Washington, right, just outside of Tacoma? Mm -hmm. So my dad has a milestone birthday. I'm like, I'll use my uh, Fox connections. I'm going to get him passes to every day of this golf tournament, all four days. He and my mom can go watch golf and loves golf. So get him the passes. He's thrilled. This is great. He says, uh, you know, but I'm not probably not going to go all four days. You know what? I'll probably skip the Sunday. I'm like, uh, Big, biggest day of the tournament. Dad, you can skip the Sunday of a major? He's like, what's a major? I'm like, Dad. <laughs> We've been watching golf, I don't know, for 30 years. The whole time we've been watching golf, you didn't know which tournaments were majors and which weren't? He's like, no, not really. <laughs> so I'm like, so you thought, like, the craft, like, championship in Boise, Idaho, and the Masters were just the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. So I had to convince him to go on the I'm like, you should probably go on the sun. He's not going. He's just going to say he went. <laughs> yeah, it was great how it ended up there. Uh, saw the pots and the hits and the shots. <laughs> go on the Sunday. Can't uh, wait till we go to the I have the a couple open. updates. I tried body glide. This is going to be bad. Can we get another summer It's of essentially Dan, Vaseline. Can we get summer of Dan? And it comes in a stick form. So it's like an antiperspirant stick. Yeah. So you forget that you've had it on all day. What did you think it was? Like gel? I didn't know. Meconium? So you, you forget that you had it on the, all day, and then you, you sit down to relieve yourself, and then it's like really slick down there when you're white, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> so literally, like, you're wiping with paper, and it just slides <laughs> away. Just like a banana peel, like, whoo. But you're like, wow, it's like really messy, but and then it's like, well, there's nothing there. It's just right. like Vaseline. So how do you how do you do it exactly? Do you get on the bed and then like lift your legs like uh no. like a little baby and then just like No, you sit you do the old just like that. Now do you get a get the ass in front of a mirror or something? Well, I yeah. can find my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I can find my butt. Oh, and Dan And the store. other update, I mentioned how I went to a buddy's wedding, and I've always been ribbed about uh, how I didn't have an open bar at mine. There was no open bar at this wedding. I, You just opened up the can of worms again. A toonie <laughs> bar at a wedding that took place on your parents' property. Yep. You, you charged us $2 a drink. Didn't have any money. HSBC was working, taking all my money. You were working for TSN? Yeah, it was 
minimum wage. You were working for TSN. You charged us a toonie each. But here's the thing. <laughs> after <laughs> after living in L.A., so you you order drinks, and, like, two people are standing next to you. You're like, oh, I'll get your drinks. Yeah. And you get four drinks, and they're like, oh, that's 14 bucks. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, drinks are cheaper here, for sure. No, there. Oh, you think they're ge- cheaper in Canada? Well, $14 for four drinks is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Here or there? Yeah, I can't tell. So drinks in LA are way no, expensive. At the yeah, wedding there. in Canada. Okay, I was gonna say oh. you're not getting four drinks or no, fourteen dollars for one drink here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's fourteen dollars for one drink in Toronto. But not at the uh, the wedding outside of Peterborough. But okay, again, why is anyone charging any money hey, for any wedding drinks? I'm just throwing <laughs> my buddy under the bus, so I am not the only person that had uh, a Toonie bar. Like to, everyone still gets on your case about that, right? Like you, sh- they should. Get on your case about that. No, I don't speak to most Two people. Two dollars. <laughs> How did you come to that conclusion? Were you like, I want to charge five? And your wife was like, no, we're not charging anything. And you're like, I want to charge three. And your wife was like, this this is ridiculous. The wedding is on our family's property. We're going to go to the LCBO and get booze. We can't charge these people $2 for every can of Bud Light. <laughs> and we ran out of booze. <laughs> well, I mean, we were all on a farm I in think the middle that, of nowhere. I think we were all. I think we were down to Jack Daniels and water at the end. That's a good way to end up a talk end up about the just desserts. Can we call up our Robert Lucetich at speaking the U.S. Open? Our yeah. uh, our PGA insider is there. Yeah. Robert Lucetich has been on the podcast. We spent a month yeah. with him in Russia. Yeah. He, he's a great guy. He wrote a book. Actually, wrote. A book on Tiger Woods on Tiger and, Woods. and yeah. the development there. And our, yeah. our guest today, we're going to get to him in a second, is Tyson Nash. He's been yeah. our uh, NHL insider during the uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just a gem. Just a great guy. Just found out he lives in Kelowna in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So that means we can hang out at all the Kelowna hotspots. Earls. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only one I know. What was the uh, flashbacks, maybe? There's a strip Cheetahs. club that's not there anymore. Cheetahs? Is it still there? The yeah, Willow Cheetahs. Inn. The Willow Inn. Oh, yeah. and Rosie's. Yeah, Rosie's, that's right, down by the Grand. It's always rocking. out there. Uh, bottom line is I'm just coming over to Tyson's house. I'm just going to show up. Uh, oh, Robert Lucetich is on the line. And Robert Lucetich joins us from the uh, the U.S. Open, which tees off on Thursday on Fox Sports 1. We have the early rounds, then it switches to Fox in prime time. Robert, how are you? Prime time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know how it could be a U.S. Open without you two Canucks up here, but uh, yeah. somehow we're going we're gonna to do it without you two, but uh, I don't know how. So, uh, Robert, how is this course? Because everyone, well, Ian Poulter's the one who came out and said it was ridiculous. Yeah, look, I mean, it can't. I, look, it totally depends on how the USGA decides to deal with it. Um, you could turn this into, you know, as I said in my piece today, torture chambers, but it's, it, it could be that brutal because the greens, the greens are so undulating that if you had them fast, you can't stop a ball near the pin, and that's, you know, that would be unfair. Um, so I, I think that, you know, sanity will prevail, and, and it'll be, it'll be, it won't be as, you know, the, the, the horror story that, that a lot of people think it will be because I just don't think they're going to have the green speeds uh, as fast, and I think they're going to put water on the greens. And uh, but it'll be interesting because the golf course—we've never seen a course like it. Um, you were—you've already been going out with some of the luminaries of the Fox World: Tim <laughs> Brando, Joel Klatt. Uh, is this week for you just going to be like a paid vacation? And will you come back in one piece? Is my question. It is. Very, very uh, likely I'll come back in one piece when I'm out with Joel Klatt because he only drinks Red Bull. Yes. So, uh, you know, now the problem with that is that I siphon the vodka. So, so we, we can just order vodka Red Bulls and he'll have the Red Bull. Uh, but, it's like you're no, back in Sochi, Robert. It's like we're, yes, it's, I mean, I mean, did we ever leave Sochi? That's the real question. In our minds, I don't know if we did. We've, you, me... Schrager and our oh. producer Kyle Libby have continued a, an email chain like a bunch of 13-year-old pen pals. <laughs> I, that, think it's, I think that email chain began two years ago. It did. <laughs> Don't tell Binksy she's not on it. Oh, that's right. We sometimes include her, sometimes we don't. So. Oh, God, that's going to, oh, my God. <laughs> I've opened up the can of worms you're now. You've made for some sleepless nights in the pig tonight. <laughs> 
Uh, Rob, Poor old Binksy. She's, she's going to be working overtime on that one. Robert, does Tiger have a shot in hell? Uh, not really. No, I think, we can, <laughs> I think we can safely say not really. I mean, he, you know, he obviously this course in a, in a way, if he went to a traditional U.S. Open, he would he would absolutely have no chance because he can't keep it on the map. His drivers are erratic. But you know, the USGA did him a big favor. They put him with Ricky Fowler, nice guy, um, and Louis Oosthuizen, and, and I think they did that for our Fox. The benefit of our <laughs> so they keep saying Ustheisen. You know what? Ustheisen said once in an interview that it's supposed to be pronounced Westheisen. And that, exactly. and that he, <laughs> but he's like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's it's actually it sounds like Wust Wustheisen, uh, as the as the it's very guttural as the Afrikaner uh, accent is. So uh, you know they're originally Dutch, so it sounds. It's got that sort of guttural sound to it, so it's Wolfsheisen. Now, um, um, you picked uh, Justin Rose to win this, right, Robert? I did pick Justin Rose to win it, indeed. And there was a big board at, uh, on America's pregame that said <laughs> that because I, I took a picture in front of it. It was so big. We have uh, to use so. that big board somehow, Robert. We paid a lot of <laughs> money for that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to say the F word on oh, the Oh, yeah. The Swear all you want. Oh, f*** it Yeah, introduce us to some Aussie Well, speaking cursing. of which, Robert, when was the last time you said the F word in front of your kids? Because <laughs> we were discussing this earlier. I, I haven't said it yet in front of my kids, and I think I should pick the opportune time. So Jay thinks I should go wake them up tonight and just say, what the f*** are you doing? They're, they're uh, you know seven and three. It's <laughs> might as well do it now. You know what's amazing is I uh, do not swear in front of my mother or my children, which is bizarre. So they've never, they've never heard you drop an F-bomb? Uh, not really, no. Hmm. Wow. Very disciplined. And by the way, you two know me well enough to know that there's there's a liberal sprinkling of oh. the F-bomb. <laughs> when when, when you're into the Red Bulls up. with Joel Klatt, the F-bombs are flying. And Brando with the Prosecco. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> hey, oh, my Robert. God. But I'll tell you something. Tim Brando, if, you've ever, if anyone who's listening to this ever sees Tim Brando in a bar, do yourself a favor, pull up a stool, buy him a drink, and just listen. Because that guy has got some stories to tell. He is very entertaining. I we need say, to get him on the podcast. I would say the same thing about you, my friend. Robert, is well, this, this going to be a classic uh, U.S. Open where even par wins it? I was just thinking about what that – I was actually having this discussion. It, it, again, it depends on how he's going to set it up. I feel like it's not going to be that because – I actually think the winning score is probably going to be around maybe seven under par, um, five, six, seven under par, because they can't get the greens that fast. Because if they get the greens that fast, you could lose them. And if you lose them, that happened one time at Shinnecock, and it was a great embarrassment to the USGA. And I know they felt that. I mean, they had to... Tiger, in fact, today was talking about remembering that, saying, you know, I came up to hit my shot, and they said, you can't hit your shot yet because we have to put water on this green uh, because the, that, the green was, was just repelling shots. It was like concrete, and you just couldn't play it. So they had gotten it. It had gotten out of control. I feel that since Mike Davis has been there, you know, there's, there's been a lot more sanity prevailing. Um, I think that he knows that these greens are on the edge. They're very, very undulating. They, there's a lot of... Uh, movement to them, and you just can't get greens that are that. When they're going to be that fast, you just can't. You just can't get them that fast. So it has to be reasonable. I think they're going to be around 11 on the stamp meter, which is, you know, for these guys is actually relatively medium in terms of speed. It's not fast, but it will be playable. And the fact is, when you have slower greens, you are going to get better scores. Robert, uh, before we let you go, who's your dark horse pick so our, our gambling uh, listeners uh, can put money on uh, on a guy who is a long shot? All right. Uh, Tony Finau is my dark horse pick. And I'm just going to let you <laughs> figure out who the hell that is. Okay. But go it. find him. Tiny go find him because he's, he hits at a mile, and he played the Memorial and played very well there. Um, and I think this kind of – this kind of golf course lends itself. If you hit it really long and really straight, you can. You, a lot of guys are going to play shorter bunkers because they don't want to be in them. And, but that's going to leave them with six irons and five irons in the greens. But if you're one of these guys that can really bomb it out there and you go over those bunkers, 
you're going to catch slopes that will take you down there to 100 yards. And that's just a big advantage when you're obviously, you know, your competition's back there from 180. Um, so I, I like that guy as a dark horse, but, uh, you know, my, my dark horse records are, uh, are not, not so great. So. I'll say this, uh, Robert, Dan is tiny for now, but at Sochi he was carrying at least 50 more LBs than he, than he is right now <laughs> after all that McDonald's and vodka. We love you, my friend. Have a great time this week. And, you guys are uh, great. I'm going to come into the studio in the next month, and we'll do this whole thing for an hour. That sounds great, my it. friend. Have fun. All right. See you guys. That's okay. Robert Lucetich, our PGA Insider. You can follow him on at Robert Lucetich, L-U-S-E-T-I-C-H. And, and now time for our, our in-studio guest. It's Tyson Nash, ladies and gentlemen. Bring Tyson him in Nash, here. Him. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in here. Nice. Uh, throw that in. How are you doing? Good to see you. No, no. We have makeup. Uh, I mean, we can. Now we got to get you to sign this. We're gonna get you to sign your your photo on the Canadian. Is, so in person signing. So far, we've had a few. We've had Jeremy Taggart. Uh, we made in sure we got a very high quality picture off wow. the photocopy. That is no oil painting right there. <laughs> uh, see, we had Wayne Gretzky sign his. Oh my yeah. God! Look at the sweater. What do you think That's... of that sweater? I was gonna wear that exact one tonight, but this actually looks more like uh, your sweater, the, though, doesn't it? It is. That's exactly yeah. how much yeah. chest hair I have. Yeah, I thought I saw you running down the strand you yesterday. You played for Gretzky. He coached you, correct? Correct. Like this is a busy, you're a part of a kind of a small group of people who actually played for the great one. I love the Farrah Fawcett hairdo there. I, I love it. The yeah, you know what? I had Wayne Gretzky bed sheets, wallpaper when <laughs> right. I was a kid. Right, right. And here he is behind the bench coaching was it, me was it just surreal when he shows up like what it, it was crazy it really was you know as a kid you know following him watching yeah. all those cups in edmonton uh where like, i grew are you up even listening to anything no. he's saying you're just i'm just like, staring, staring right at him drooling coming out of my mouth like i love you i love you I, you know i want to be you until he cut me right and then i was like you're oh like, my god <laughs> oh the greatest player to ever play the game Wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> didn't want me on the bench. Didn't want me wearing a jersey. So I see you picked the spot for me right there, right? Yeah, right we next to Alan Thick. Yeah, we oh, wanted you next to Thick. And you told and us you played some charity hockey with the old Thicker. I did. He's a big hockey fan. Yeah. Um, not a bad player, actually, too. But, uh, it, yeah, it was it was really weird, you know, just actually seeing him in person. Yeah. After watching him my whole childhood. The, yeah. What was it? The growing pains? Or yeah, was it growing pains. No, yeah. growing pains. Yeah. You got it. You and got it. Now I'm I'm gearing down. I'm getting naked next to this yeah. guy before we go out on the ice and in the shower. I, I was like, this is weird. And the thick was pretty thick. And Alan, Alan said, <laughs> and Alan said we, we give customary back rubs, correct? Yeah. I, it was the deep voice. It was the, you know, just everything is so Tyson, drama. Tyson, you need me to get your back. <laughs> you look t- Tyson, you look tight. Tyson, I've got a loofah here. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was scary. I didn't know if I should look. And see, right. or if I should just, I, I, like, I kind of had to. I you think know? you do. I, I think if you're naked with Alan Thick, you got to check the junk out. Yeah. You got, you, yeah. you're only going to get so many opportunities. Is thick, thick. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah, I, I would have expected a button on a fur coat, but you know, I, I can't really say. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't want him walking around talking about me. You know, or maybe I actually would. I don't know. We'll leave that. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, if he writes a book, if Alan Thick writes a book and it's not called Button on a Fur Coat, the Alan uh, Thick story, I think yeah. we're all going to be extremely disappointed. The shower water was <laughs> fairly cold, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, uh, you're uh, in the booth with the Coyotes. Yeah. What the hell's going on oh. with that team? Oh, do we have to go there? I, I know. I, I just, it's yeah. so annoying. Everywhere you go, people ask the same question. Yeah, I thought we were over it. I, I really did. Uh, it's just so frustrating, you know. I obviously I love what I do. I want to be there forever, and to you know not know if you're gonna have a job next year, or the year after, or where the team's gonna or be. where the team's gonna be. I, mean, yeah. I think more selfishly. Okay, yeah. let's yeah. be honest. But no, it's awful. Our fans, what they've had to endure over you know the last what five, six, seven years. Who knows? It's been awful. You brought something up with me that I didn't even consider. You think they should just move back into? Is it America West still? America West Arena where the Suns play. So that's where they started. The sight lines weren't great. They wanted to build them a nice arena. Apparently, the arena is beautiful. I've never been there. Yeah, it is the best, best arena in all of the NHL. That's what everyone says. The atmosphere around it. um, You know, obviously, it was a real estate 
you know, I guess investment from the start. And explain it. it to for people who don't know. It's kind of too far out of town, basically. Uh, right? It's too far for Arizona. Right. It, it's not too far for Chicago. It's not too far. I mean, I grew up in Edmonton. I mean, I'm driving half an hour, 45 minutes to get to the Oiler game. Right. Every, and it's 40 below. So you're in Phoenix. It's not the worst thing in the world, let's be honest. <laughs> but it yeah. is Arizona, right? I yeah. mean, you're like, there, I, there's a million other things to do. But it's, it just... It's a work in progress. You basically moved it from downtown. You moved to another city way out, you know, almost in L.A. Yeah. So you're losing that fan base. It takes time to get them back. It's They're back. I mean, the fans are starting to come in. You need a winning product again. But this ownership issues, and now with the city of Glendale, it's the last thing you need. And the worst thing is you have, like, Max Domi and Oliver ekman Larson and oh. all these great young players coming down. And this team's going to be great. And there's a chance it's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even like to go there. I, I really believe in the ownership group that we have there. I think uh, they're very smart businessmen. Uh, that's why they got involved in this uh, organization. Everyone wants to own a sports team, but they're, they're not stupid either. So they know there's, there's, there's something there. And the players that we have, you're right. They are, they are so talented. And we were in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, But here's the thing. You mentioned smart businessmen. They've been given an out, essentially, where they they can say, "Okay, we're going to move it, and then we're gonna we're gonna do whatever the hell we want with it now." But they're still playing the game, like, "Hey, yeah, no, we want to stay here." So I don't know if that's just smoke and mirrors or not. Yeah, I really, to be honest, I don't know a lot about it. I heard there is a an out clause once if they lose a certain amount of money. Um, you know, well, they lose that every year. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really know. Okay, I, let's let's get I'm to focused happy. on yeah, moving just, on. Yeah. Let's sign this Edmonton. You grew up, so you actually grew up in Edmonton, or we talked about this, or did you grow up Shure in Shore Park? Park. Shure Park. The Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. Shure, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Bev Facey or Bev Sal? Facey, Sal. Sal, you went to Sal, Sal right? Yeah. Listen, don't I, insult me. I know oh. my, I know my Sherwood Park school you've been, geography. You've been googling some <laughs> stuff, eh? Like, no, I got it all down. I feel awkward, like you guys are all dressed up. I, I don't even have pants under this table. That's how we wanted you. Here, we heard about your shower with Alan Dick, oh, and we wanted you pantless. Oh. <laughs> That's all Dick talks about. Yeah. <laughs> we actually did have him on the podcast. We had to go to him. I think it was like in a hotel, remember? It was a room. You and I got in the room. We undressed. No, it was like a conference room or something. But he was a, he was a wonderful guy. He is. He is a sweet I was telling you, there's, he has a reality show on the Pop Network down here in the States. In every episode, his young wife says, I want to have a baby. And he's like, I'm going to be 80 years old when that child is driving. I'm going to take my license away. <laughs> what? What channel is it on? I didn't know he had a reality show. It's, it used to be TV Guide channel. Now it's called Pop. Oh. And they play like... Uh, Love Boat and Brady Bunch, all the shows that I watch every night with my wife because she likes them. His hair is still oh, it's unbelievable. perfect, it's bulletproof. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if he's, that's a chin strap he's got <laughs> on or what, but that it's thing fine. is buckled down. That's it's fine. tight. I'm, I'm so uh, Stanley Cup final wrapped up last night. I mentioned yeah. you were our NHL insider throughout the, uh, the playoffs on Fox Sports uh, Live. And um, your take on it. Bishop came out partially torn groin or torn groin. Yeah, I, I can't believe, first of all, what... Everyone plays through injuries, so yes. I don't want to give excuses. But you look at the injuries that Tampa had. You got your goaltender, the most important position in hockey. You got him playing with a, a torn groin. Not a pulled yeah. groin, a torn groin. Incredible. And then you got the uh, leading scorer in the playoffs with a, what was it, a broken wrist in Johnson? Yeah. Tyler Johnson? I mean. I mean, that was, and you could see it as the yeah, he, playoffs went on. He wasn't the same player. Non-existent. Yeah. And yeah. then ultimately, though, it comes down to, as we talked about on on the show, it was Stamkos. I mean, yeah. he really, I love him. I think he's a hes a great human being. He's an unbelievable hockey player. But I think until he can perform on that stage with that pressure, uh, there's going to be some question marks. I, I have a few myself. I mean, not a goal. I couldn't not a figure goal. it out, though. Like, he's great all playoff, and then he just get yeah. like, I don't know if they just stymied him. I want to go back to Ben Bishop, though, because they clearly have this backup in Vasilevsky who's great. great. As a teammate, are you kind of like, dude, I know you want to play, but. Got a f-ing torn groin. Like <laughs> yeah. Maybe let the backup yeah. come in. Don't be yeah. a hero here, you know. And I would, uh, I would agree with you if Bishop, you know, was yeah, he was wasn't bad. bad. He the was only, good. the only bad play he had was the bonehead play that he came out and played that puck. Yeah. Right. I right. mean, with, with a good been... leg, you could come out and play that puck. Yeah. So, uh, I, I thought he battled. I thought he was, he was great. I think that it probably would have been a mistake if uh, Vasilevsky went in, but I, yeah. 
He's like the second coming of Sean Burke, your old yeah, buddy in Zona. Yeah, that's right. like a big a goal. shout out. And now, <laughs> another fellow big noser. <laughs> and like now it. the Hawks have uh, themselves a dynasty. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Taves doesn't play another game in the NHL. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Kane. Yeah. Osa. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? One of the things I wanted to bring this up to you, I never had a chance to talk to you th- about this on the show. Kane, who never says anything really nice about anyone. <laughs> Actually came out the other day and said, Marion Hosa is the perfect hockey player and the perfect human being. It was the only time I ever really wow. heard him give a compliment. And you think about this, you know, because Tane and Cave or, or Kane and Taves are kind of the guys there, but Hosa is that sort of all around amazing yeah. player. Not that Taves isn't. One of the most respected but. players in the league, right? Oh. If w- not the most. Without a doubt. I mean, just coming over from Europe too and just adapting to to the culture and everything. I mean, he's been here forever, but He's just the the ultimate professional. Yeah. The way he works, the way he battles, the way he handles himself off the ice. I don't know him extremely well, but I've not heard a bad word about this man. So I I love to hear stories like that. And then teaming in, everyone's obviously excited that Chemo gets... Yeah. Uh, you love those stories, you know, because he barely made it. He had the blood clots. Yeah. He barely made it back even to play. And if you watched the highlights, which obviously you guys did, you were calling them, but you saw the goal that Kane scored. It was teaming and then he yeah. went around. Oh, he still played great. Uh, right, yeah. Right, yeah, and I'm like, how cool is that? Now yeah. he gets a cup. He comes here. He gets yeah. that opportunity. End his career. He's hoisting the cup, and he can sail off into, into the sunset. The guy I was happy for was my old teammate. Well, the guy I used to call games for it was Antoine Vermet. Right, yeah. The best guy, and this is a guy that was a healthy scratch. He got the cup, the second, the yeah, second one. Yeah, he got second. Yep. Yeah. A healthy scratch. In the regular season, didn't get a goal. These guys were crapping all over him, all over him. Can't play, too slow. Yeah. I'm like, just wait. Yeah. 90% of the games he played with the Coyotes, he was the best player on the ice. He goes out two game winners in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's unreal. I mean, it's great for him. I thought it was funny, too, watching it on NBC. You know, you're, you're watching it, so it comes out. You knew they were going to give it to Chemo first. Yeah. So Taves hoists it, gives it to Chemo. Then Chemo gives it to Vermette. And then NBC signs off. Yeah. I'm like, wow, we're not in Canada anymore. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. It's over. That's enough. That's, That's enough. Wrap. We got two guys. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I didn't get enough. We're going to do uh, rapid fire. Uh, we Ooh, just uh, ask you a bunch huge. of questions I in see. a row, and then you try to answer them as quick as you can. Or you can I take your time. It I didn't matter. sign up for this. You're yeah, making this me is- think. I mean, that's, oh, that's we, we spent millions on that. If intro. you could hand select one player in the NHL right now to build a oh, team around, what question. player is that? Jonathan Taves. Right. Best big game player. Not the best player, but the best big game player in the NHL. Your favorite hockey moment in the NHL? Uh, winning, making the NHL. When the coach, Joel Quinville, told me to get a place. Do you remember your first shift? Oh, yeah. And? Fought Pat Verbeek. Did, did you Verbeek? The Beakers were wow. going at it. We poked each other's eyes out. It was like, ah. wow, oh, yeah. amazing. Did you touch the puck in your no. first shift? No. <laughs> puck was optional. Optional. Yeah. Uh, your uh, your most boneheaded moment uh, going to the booth that you've had. Oh. Oh. Um, like a moment where you're like, I can't believe I did that, or I can't believe I said that. Um, when I said that uh, Rafi Torres's hit on uh, Marion Hosa was the cleanest hit I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I heard nothing about that from Chicago fans. (laughs) Best teammate you ever had? Shane Doan. He's a class act too, isn't he? Class act. We lived together in junior. Yeah. Wonderful human being. That's crazy. Like his career And our kids are the same age and now they could be going to play in junior in Kamloops living together as well like we did. Really? Yeah. This is insane. I know. We're old. <laughs> As a player and with your teammates, was there ever a team that came to town or that you went into their barn and you're like, there's no chance we win this game? Was there a team that was ever that much in your head or a player that much in your head? Yeah, Detroit. Detroit back then when I was playing, we played in the playoffs. We lost every year. I mean, Shanahan, Iserman. Uh, it, it was it was scary. Yeah, very scary. What's uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you now. What's your favorite? What was your favorite city to to travel to, like to visit? Oh, I always love Montreal. Every it's, same yeah, time. Yeah, it's like Every Europe, time. you know, Europe, Chicago. I love them all for different reasons. Strip clubs. <laughs> Who hit you with the hardest punch? <laughs> oh, believe it or not, it was uh, Steve Thomas. Really? Steve yeah. Thomas? Stumpy? This, oh, yeah, Stumpy. And I had no idea what his name was. We were <laughs> pounding the Hawks one night. I got to be quick, right? Uh, no, I, 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 I was pounding the Hawks yeah. one night, and I hit Bob Probert so hard, 
I knocked him out of the game. We were winning like 7-2. Steve Thomas last shift of the game in St. Louis. I got my family, friends in the house. Asked me to go, and I'm like, are you kidding me, old man? I'm like, absolutely. This would be icing on the cake. I'm like, well, we dropped the buckets. You know, we're going. And Frank, he hit me with six before I even knew what was happening. My nose was over here. And to this day, every time we see each other, he winks at me. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, my wow. old man just beat me up. Steve Thomas. Hardest you ever hit body check-wise? That I ever got hit? Yeah. Uh, Chara. I think my oh, shoulder man. blades touched... And my chest caved in, yeah. And when you did you ever get the wind knocked out of you on the ice? Oh, yeah. What do you do as a player? You just try to make you make get, it look like it never happened? Yeah, you fine. get to the bench and you wanna die. You're like, <laughs> get out of my way, get out of my way. And the trainer's coming over, he's like, You okay? I'm like, Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't leave me alone. And then you puke. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I puked all over the oh. all over the, it was Neil actually. Neil Chris hit me Neil. from Chris Neil from Ottawa. Man, it's yeah, so he tough. Broke my sternum. Oh what? My God, yeah. seriously? Yeah. Jesus H. Yeah. Now yeah. wait, you said Doan was your favorite teammate, but who is the best player, the actual best player you ever played with? Chris Pronger. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I played with a lot of great players, Al McKinnis, Pierre Turgeon. But Chris Pronger, everywhere he went, you watch his career, he won. He made every team he made better. every team better. Yeah. He was the most dominant player that I've ever played with or watched live. Speaking of Edmonton, like that cup run, that one year. Watching him play on that team, it was like. And then where'd he go? He got him into the cup. Anaheim. Into the cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he they won. win a cup. Yeah. And it was the Philly. Yeah. And the former Peterborough Pete. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that's the end of Rapid Fire. So what happens now? You're done. We're done the year, obviously. You head up, you're going to the Okanagan. You got to yeah, play something I, the Okanagan. Yeah, I got uh, my wife. She <laughs> drove all her kids. That sounds oh, like well, a, I've been here. That sounds like an O'Toole move. I know. I know. I know. And that's not even a nickname, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she wasn't happy. Where are you? Uh, at the beach. Oh, really? Yeah, hey, okay. you're working. You're studying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Prep. Gotta, I, just, I do the prep. Got to do know? research. You, uh, before we let you go, you wore an amazing red kind of checkered, it was like a plaid jacket, like a Don Cherry jacket. You get asked about your the fashion stuff. Were you always into to the fashion stuff? Because you, oh, you make the bold choices. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? You watch all these guys that do games, and I'm like, it's so boring. Yeah. Like, bring a little bit of color. Maybe I can get away with that a little bit because I'm in Arizona. And yeah. I don't know. I just find it fun. It's our job to bring some personality. And some like, would you, you, you love working in Arizona. Hopefully that keeps working out for you. But would you ever want to work in Canada as a broadcaster? Or is it just like, eh, these guys take it too Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how I yeah, feel now. <laughs> I would love to do network. Like, this yeah. was the best experience I, I've ever, I could ever have imagined. We didn't have you on enough. Like, that's yeah. the thing. We don't have the hockey deal, so yeah. they're sort of like, all right, you guys, you guys can have, you know, three minutes or four minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's enough, apparently, yeah. according <laughs> to the viewers. They've seen enough. <laughs> uh, but, but it was great. Yeah, I'd love to do some network stuff and wherever, you know, whoever. And wherever. Nice. It was awesome having you yeah. on here, man. Thanks for. Did yeah. you sign this? You got to sign this first yeah. for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. You can put yeah. whatever you want on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now I got to think. But yeah. thanks. I just want to say thanks. I know you guys oh. had a heavy hand in this, so it was. Uh, you guys having me. It was awesome having you on the Fun. show, and I'm so glad you you stuck around an extra day before you headed back the to podcast, the podcast, the famous podcast. I actually this cracked it. Have fun this at Earl's it. in Kelowna on the patio. You, you look at all the boats there. <laughs> yeah. what, what's all the, the place? big boats. <laughs> what's, what's the place right next Motor to the water, boats. on the water? Uh, it's the hotel? Like rest, it's, no, not the Rosie's. There's a, El Dorado. El Dorado, I think that's it. The hotel? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. a nice hotel. Yeah. yeah. Half of the NHL's in Kelowna in the summer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's a sick spot. Best place. For I love month. it. For a month. It's where my folks live. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for a well, you, invite. I can't well, you wait sign to that, uh, sign it, and get the hell out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got to call up Peter Schrager. We're yeah. We uh, we have to do a, a tape. Oh, we set. got him. We've yeah. got Peter okay. Schrager on the line. Peter Schrager from uh, New York City. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Peter Schrager from way downtown. Remember me, guys? Hey, buddy. How are you, my friend? Good to have you back on the pod, though. As you pointed out last week, you made many appearances, got many mentions. People love you. Yeah, I felt really honored and blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, (laughs) 
Jay, congratulations, man. This is tremendous news, and I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. This was just <laughs> awesome, and I'm happy for you. And all you hockey fans, Doc Emmerich was just sublime last night. It was unbelievable. Uh, it all it all wraps up nice, but Jay, I, I kid, I'm happy for you. And uh, Dan O'Toole, oh, baby, Dan O'Toole. Can we talk about the summer of Dan Yes, Schrager, oh, Schrager can I can't thank you enough. I mentioned last week, it's like walking around New York with, uh, with Giuliani when I yeah, walk around well, with you. Giuliani, yeah, sure. Thanks for that one. Um, <laughs> He's not a Giuliani Dan, guy. I don't think Dan realizes that 99% Tyson Nash, everybody. Giuliani, Giuliani ruined New York, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, we'll be in uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a blast. It was my first time to Madison Square Garden. Now, do you like it since it's been renovated, or do you like the old MSG where it was gritty? No, I like it since it's been renovated. I I actually feel like that is an upgrade, but I don't like uh, Giant Stadium since it's been upgraded. I think for an outdoor football stadium, there was a lot of rustic appeal to the old one, and the new one kind of feels bland and the same for Yankee Stadium. But for an indoor arena, something like that, the new garden is awesome. Uh, before we talk about stadium <laughs> renovations, though, yeah, God damn it, Dan, stadium <laughs> renovations. Jay, can I tell you my point of view on Dan's trip to New York? Oh, yeah. I'd oh, please, this is amazing. First, let's get a summer of Dan drop. Summer of Dan. Yeah, yeah. 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 summer time. <laughs> let me tell you, I see him, and he's got like neon green sunglasses on in a hotel lobby, Jay. Uh, <laughs> Now that's a lie. I stepped off an elevator and oh you were standing God. there. Oh my God. He's got this GoPro, but there's no there's no like apparatus to use it. So it's basically just like a three inch square of a like digital camera, but there's no viewfinder. So he's got this thing in his hand. Oh he my God. Po- points it in my face and he's like, talk. I'm like, is there a microphone? <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, he's staying. He's staying at the worst hotel you could imagine. It's like a block from Madison Square Garden, which is literally where Giuliani forgot to renovate. It's just so on earth, this area. He's all smiles. So we get to the bar beforehand, and Jay, he's drinking Cosmos. Why were you drinking Cosmos? <laughs> it's a nice summer beverage, but I got them to put it in a cocktail glass, not a martini oh, glass. Oh, God. Jay, we're in like a kind of grimy sports bar, and he's drinking Cosmos. It's totally, it's just, it's just babe in the woods. It really oh, is. Oh, God, what is this, in sex the in the city, three? Uh, he's drinking cosmic like at the pinky house. He's out and he's ordering apple teenies. And oh, it's delicious. Bar. I mean, just tremendous. So good. So, so, pretty, <laughs> so many things wrong with this. <laughs> Jay, are you with me? Oh, my God, I'm dying. Beer fills me up. (laughs) We go to a pretty trendy, like, lounge after the game. I won't lie, we had a few. It was amazing. Great night. I wake up the next day. I'm pretty banged up, right? And it's, like, (laughs) 11 in the morning, and I have an email waiting for me, 7 a.m. Dan's already in the air. He's on the way. (laughs) The guy's been a a total rampage ever since. I am exhausted by the thought of what Dan O'Toole has been up to this summer. I honestly think we need to rent out the avocado room. Yeah. We need to fly in D Booty Air. We need to fly in Stuntman Stew. We need to sit Dan down and we need to have an intervention. It's no intervention more time. Mode. No more Dan on the loose. It needs to be the end of the summer of Dan because I'm exhausted thinking about what these guys have been up to. I'm Schrager. If people go to New York, uh, tell them your buddy's bar. It was actually a great time there, even though I was drinking. I actually had a whiskey there because it was called no, Whis- we had American a great Whiskey. Time. I'm going to give it a little plug. It's called American Whiskey. It's yeah. like the Rangers and Knicks pregame bar. It's about a block away from the garden. There's other places. They're all terrible. It's all slobs coming in from Jersey and Long Island. <laughs> this place is for New Yorkers. It's cool. It's kind of upscale. Uh, we actually saw some... Uh, some seedless celebrities. One of Francesca's producers was there. There was kind of an olive olive branch there. Dan acknowledged him, which yep. is nice. Oh, that's um, good. Mongo it Nation. Nice. It's a good moment. Nice. Are uh, we going to get invited to uh, the the big convention, the Mongo Nation convention this if year? If we pay maybe? for our yeah. tickets, I'm sure we will. <laughs> Francesca Con. That is during Super Bowl week. I would love to go. We'll see if uh, we can all make it there. But I do have a quick story for you guys. Oh. In addition to Summer of Dan, I wanted to share with you. Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back here because I am just an inspiration for everyone. That's American, Canadian, and for whatever country this guy was from. Here's the story. 
Uh, I hosted America's pregame, the show that won Tyson Nash's on with me. It was yeah. wonderful. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jay, you were busy giving birth, or your wife was. Someone yep. was. I was cleaning um, up the meconium. So, yeah, so <laughs> I, uh, I I was on that show. It's the Duncan Keith to your show's Chemo Numinin. How is that? <laughs> it's close, <laughs> close, close. You're right in the wheelhouse. I looked up. I looked up the guy's name. I typed in Tepo Numinin. Teminin, but they're they're both Finns. All right, so I finished that show and I. I think I'm done, and I'm on a high, and I bump into one of your producers, whether it was Sam or Zeus, one of these guys, and they're, like, in a frenzy, and they're, like, Ryan Field, who's one of the hosts of the show when you guys aren't in, they're, like, he's still in wardrobe, holy crap, there's this UFC guy here, he's been waiting, like, someone needs to interview him, Schrager, you've got to do it. Now, look, I don't know crap about UFC. I don't know anything about mixed martial arts other than I, I used to love that Kimbo Slice from the Porto oh, video. He was he great. From backyard. Oh, he was I good. I love that guy. Oh, man, that So beard. I know Kimbo Slice and I know Ariel Hawani because he was on your show once. Yeah, yep. he was good. All right. And I know Tank Abbott because that guy is just a classic. So I know those three names. I know nobody else. Jay Glazer, that's it. So <laughs> I go and I, I'm like in the suit and I meet this guy and literally he doesn't speak a lick of English and someone tells me, Oh, he's a huge underdog. He fights in some fight in a couple of weeks. He is a huge underdog. That is all I needed. I look at this guy in the eyes, and I am, I am ready to go. I'm on a high because I just hosted the show, and I met Tyson Nash. So I'm on a high. I look at this guy, and I'm like, no one thinks you can win. You are not – you are – everyone here is telling me that you are a huge underdog and that you – Vegas, everyone's picking against you. You've got no shot. Now, I don't know if this guy speaks any English. I don't know if he even knows what the words are coming out of my mouth, but he's nodding his head and he's got this look in his eye. And I go, I believe in you, man. I think you can win. You're fighting a guy named Cain Velasquez. And inside my ear comes one of the producers. They're like, it's Velasquez. Velas- not Velasquez. Velasquez. I'm like, you are fighting Cain Velasquez. Everybody tells me he's going to kick your ass. It's in Mexico City. That guy is, is from there or something. He's got some connection. You have no shot. Everyone's counting you out. And he's looking at me ready to tear my head off, but I'm like, but I believe in you. I believe in you, Fabricio, we're doomed. Yeah. I, believe, I believe in you. Yeah. Like, Thank you. Thank you. And he tells me that he tells me that the crowd is going to be 99% for the other guy, but all he needs is himself and his team, and he can beat them. And what happens this past weekend? Well, I have no idea, but I checked Twitter. He won the fight. <laughs> he yeah. won it. won the fight. Because of your pep talk. He got the Schrager bump. He got the Schrager bump. I am I am so fired up for Fabricio Werdum. I love this guy. He is my favorite UFC fighter. Ariel Hawani is my favorite UFC writer. And Kimbo Slice is my favorite security guard in those porn videos and in the backyard. But I said to someone, oh, Verdum won the well, he's unified the title. It's all his now. This is great for the UFC. They're like, he's going to fight one more time and then retire. So that's... Wait, how, why? Why? Why is he so down on Weird Doom? I love this No, guy. I like him too, but he's he's older than you think. He's he's up there. He wants to hang it up, Shregs. He wants to well, move on. Well, hey, hey, I'm, I've been, I'm watching sports and I see, you know, ageless Leandro Barbosa score. I see ageless yeah. David Lee. I see ageless... Megan Rapino, soccer reference. Hello. Age is just Fox. a number, my friend. Schrager, <laughs> we can't thank you enough. Thanks again for uh, your tour around and uh, for uh, for making sure I didn't get in any trouble in New York. Apple teenies. Apple teenies. <laughs> Rent out that avocado in Botticello. Do that. Rent yeah. out the. Is Mulvaney back or is he in no, he's here. He's, he's here. here. He's here. I beat. He, Love he. you, Pat. Love you, buddy. <laughs> See you, Schrags. Talk to you, Schrags. Uh, you can. Uh, you can visit uh, Peter Schrager on Twitter at P Schrags, S-C-H-R-A-G-S. We didn't get to any of our letters. Nothing. We'll get to those we next didn't week. Get to, we didn't get to touch my bag. Can we just hear the stinger at least? Because I love it so much. So we'll get to that. We've got so much to get to. It's just uh, it's just a matter of catching up because we were off those the couple girl, weeks. Amara Baptist, the girl yeah. who voiced that for us, from who works for Patrick, actually, in the social media department, she's the sweetest girl. We yeah. made her say that she 
it's time to touch our bag. She was perfect for the role. <laughs> we auditioned many. But she won it. Visit yeah, jayanddan.com. You can catch up on the uh, the podcast there. You can go to YouTube. You make sure to watch FS Live. Every uh, night, 11 Eastern, Fox Sports 1. And then uh, we'll give you all the Twitter handles and stuff next week. We're just out of time. And yeah, thanks sorry. again. Don't bank with HSBC. Wow. <laughs>